I am excited about what the Lord's doing here. The kids are also going to be covering this message that's referring to soak. Uh, primarily, it's the same thing, but again, I'm speaking to you guys. So I kind of try to bring it up a notch, uh, and the kids get a little bit, not, not a lesser message, just something a little more age-appropriate. So hopefully you're going to get this by the time we're done today. And by the way, you are officially invited to join us back there tomorrow, starting tomorrow. And it doesn't mean you have to be here every night, right? But if you can, that'd be awesome. And you're going to understand when I'm finished today why it's so important that we soak and how to do it. How many know that God created us for a good purpose? Right? right? His purpose. The Bible says we are created in His image. He has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. He also calls us his children. Now, how many of you are parents? And how many of you that are parents, every now and then, it's really nice to be able to get some kind of enjoyment out of your kids. All right? I mean, if you raise them their whole life and you never get any enjoyment, well, it can kind of become a bitter moment, right? Hopefully that's none of you. Hopefully all your kids have just been amazing and, and have minded you and been godly and 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 just showed their love toward you etc etc right let me ask you this how many of you when your son or daughter let's say some of the older folks maybe middle-aged your son or daughter is maybe now 20 25 they call you and they say hey got any time i'd like to come and see you what does that do for you aren't you like oh what? Me? Don't you have something else to do? Hang with your friends? Yeah. Right? Isn't that? Yeah. No, it, it's amazing when your kids actually want to spend time with you because it just makes you feel supercharged. After all, you birthed them. Right? You paid for them to get to wherever they're at now. Or at least until they were adults. It's nice to get some of that back. It's nice to know they love you. How many know that our Heavenly Father feels the same way? When we come to Him, when we say, Abba, Father, I just want to park at your feet. I just want to spend some time with you. You know what that does to Him? Oh. Oh. You want to know when the presence of God really shows up is when people that are hungry come and sit at his feet. Not with some kind of need other than just to be with them. Nope, I don't have an agenda. I don't need money. <laughs> I just want to be with you, Father. And that's what we're talking about here today. Are you with me still? One of the things that I love about Jesus is that He invites us to come to Him. And the coolest part is, He invites us to come to Him in all our sin, with all our problems, with all our bumps and bruises, and He invites us to have a relationship with us. He's so different than humans. But hear this, He will never force Himself on you. Ever. Ever. He will not force himself on you. This is 
something that you have to do. So if, if you're waiting for God to come and throw himself at your feet, oh, please, son or daughter, please come to me, come to me, come to me. No, it ain't happening. But he invites us to come to him. Matthew eleven twenty eight and following, and I want to, by the way, well, you see that. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and what? Carry heavy burdens. What's he, what's he talking about? He's talking about life, right? How many of you came in here today just going, Ugh. I'm glad I'm in church because I don't think I could be anywhere else today. If you had to go to work today, you'd just be like, sorry, boss, can't do anything. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, Jesus said. And what? I will give you rest. That's something God is good at. He can, he can rest your soul. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is what? Light. That's his invitation. Don't matter how weighted down you are today, come to Jesus. Bring your load to him and he'll lighten it. And he'll give you rest. Is this a one-time thing, do you think? Thank you. No, it's not. Jesus wants you to come to him so that you can rest your soul. Spend some time at the master's feet. Let him teach you. And you will be changed forever. Now I've got a little demonstration here. And I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to do this. Um, yeah, you're it, man. Come on. Yeah, you. Are your knees good? Good knees? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Um, let's have Faith come up here too. And, and by the way, you're wearing Faith's name, so get up here. All right, so this is Troy. Everybody say hi, Troy. This is Faith. So everybody say hi. Hi, Faith. All right. So as you can see here, we have what? What, what is that? A vase. A beautiful what? Empty vase, right? And what do you have? And it's an empty vase, right? Well, this is us, all right? Say, this is me. All right, that's me. What I want you to, to do is I want you, see that over there? That's, that's God over there. All right, ready? You, you, you with me? All right. So what do you have to do? You have to go down, and you have to, that's yours. Really? Is it, is it going to be like that? I knew I should have invited the old guy up here. Hey, it's up here. Up here. Whoa. All right, I did my work. All right, all right. See, he's already starting. He's just getting warmed up. That's all. All right, so what I want you to do, and, and I'm only going to give you like 30 seconds, but I, I want you, that's God, over there. The water is the Holy Spirit. So I want you to... What are you going to do, Troy? What do you think the idea is? I'm guessing I'm going to have to race and race over there, fill your sponge, and then come back and dump it in there. And, and then after about 30 seconds, I'm going to 
stop you guys. Maybe a little longer. Depends on how winded you get first. I'm not worried about you. He's already winded. So um, if Tanya were here, she'd be going, man, you need to get in shape, brother. But she's not, so it's okay. But this is on video, so we'll show it to her. All right. All right, so here's the thing now. When I tell you to go, what are you going to do? You're going to go over there to the Holy Ghost. You're going to fill up. This is you, and your sponge is you. And just because it's little, don't feel bad, all right? That, don't worry about that part of it, because there's a reason for this. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. So are you guys ready? Are you ready to cheer them on? You can cheer on. I don't care. You can cheer Faith on. You can cheer Troy on. Cheer Troy on. Cheer. Whatever. On your mark. Get set. And go. Oh, wow. Oh, good job. Good job, man. Keep going, keep going, don't stop. 15 seconds. Oh, wow. Keep going. Oh, you're doing good. Now, don't trip. That's the reason I asked you if you had good knees. So just be careful enough not to trip because I'd feel horrible. 30 seconds. I'm going to let you go one more time. 45 seconds. Keep going, keep going. One more, one more. Are you good? Faith is like, oh, come on. Oh, good job, man. Good job. All right, come on, come on, one more, Phil, and then we are going to call it good. All right, dump it in there. You dump yours in there, and that'll end it. I almost gave you a minute, but good job. All right, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't take what she got, man. That's the thing. All right, I want to thank both of you guys. You're awesome. Thank you. I should have brought you a prize. You want a sponge to take home? All right, all right. So, hey, uh, Troy, before you run, just help me move this over there so they can see it a little better. Without tipping it, though, okay? We can do that, right? Yeah. Right there. And that, is that good? Can everybody kind of see it a little better? All right. So what we're seeing here, the reason I used two different size sponges was because this is some of us. When we come to God, this is some of us. And when we come to God, sometimes this is some of us. Are you with me? Do you see what I'm trying to show you here? The more of God you want, the more he's going to fill you. Now, but you have to go after him. It doesn't just happen by symbiosis. It doesn't just, okay, God just go, oh, there, you're full. What did I already start with? What did the verse say? Come to me, Jesus said. Not, I'm coming to you. Come to me. When we come to him, when we say, I need more of you, are we this guy or girl or this guy or girl? And by the way, this does not represent Troy in any way. All right. But how much of a sponge are you for God? How much do you really want from him today? All right. So I'm talking about soaking. And I'm going to use a, the, the acronym of S-O-A-K as kind of an abbreviation to get us to where I want you to go. And, and I just kind of use the leaf in the background as representative of something that's soaking. So the first step to soak, say the first step, the first 
The S stands for, what do you think it stands for? No. Who said soak? Come on. Stands for submit. Everybody say submit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We don't like this word. Whenever we quote this out of Ephesians 5 to our wives, men, I don't recommend if you're going on date night that this is the one you, you land on. Submit. No. It's going to be a cold night if you do. James 4.7. Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God. There it is again. Say that. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. See, he meets you. When you take that step of faith, he comes toward you. Come close to you. He will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will lift you up in honor. So to submit, one must first humble him or herself. To be humble means to place or arrange oneself under. It's similar to a good soldier that places himself under an officer of higher rank. we have any soldiers in here today? All right, so you, you're familiar with this, right? What was your rank? Sergeant. So you had a few under you, but many that were over you as officers. And, and when they came in the room, what did you do? That's right. And did you ever miss that? If you did, what happened? <laughs> That's not the kind of God we serve. However, he does expect us to submit ourselves to him, to his rank. We must place ourselves under the submission of the Holy Spirit. That's what God wants you to do. That's what he wants me to do. It is a voluntary act of humility to submit to God, the complete biblical library says. It is voluntary. That means God's not going to force you to come to him. You can choose not to. But if you do, then you're going to be the empty vessel. But if you come to him, with the right heart, you're going to be. This is, the, this is, everybody say, that's how he wants me. That's how he wants me. He wants me to be a sponge and to come after him. So I want to take a closer look at this list. First, resist the devil. You can't do it on your own. All right? You have to be in the strength and power of Jesus. If, if, if you try to avoid temptation, what's going to happen? He's going to trip you up even worse. The harder you try not to, the more you're going to be tripped up to do it. You must rely on God, the Holy Spirit. You must rely on the blood of Jesus, or you'll never get the victory. But if you do, you will get the victory. Then it says, come close to God. That simply means you need to make the move. Come toward him. You see, here's what happens. Most people, when they start getting in trouble, what do they do? Bing! They run the other way. 
Instead of running to him, they run away from him. Why? Because we're prideful people. And we're embarrassed. Oh, what's God going to think of me? Man, I did this last week. Oh, it's all right. Don't let that get in your head. Come toward him. Make the move and he'll come toward you. Next it says wash your hands. Cleanse yourself of the impure things that are in your life. You know, if you need to repent, if there's known sin in your life, repent of it and get rid of it through Jesus, through the blood. Purify your heart, it says next. Only allow God things in. Listen, with everything we have available to us today, and I'm talking about television, internet, it's a world of rottenness. You have to be so selective on what you allow into your eye gate. Because this affects this. Whatever comes through here affects this. And only you can prevent that. That's something you can do. All right? You can prevent these things from going in. So purify your heart. Only allow God things in. And by the way, this will help you keep your allegiance to Him. And, and what this verse or uh, phrase says is that too many people allow the world in instead of allowing God in. So do the opposite. Keep the world out, let God in. Then it says, go to him soberly. It's all right to go to him happy. That's not what this verse is saying. It's all right to love him and be full of joy. In fact, the joy of the Lord is our strength. But when you're coming to him and you're asking the question, Lord, is there something impure in me? Don't come in, <laughs> Lord, am I good today? I bet I am. I know I am. Yeah, I'm probably good. You don't have to worry about me. I'm good. No, sober. Lord, if there's something in me that shouldn't be there, help me with that. And if there isn't, praise God. But here's the thing, and, and I, I, I received something from a, a, a couple of our ladies two weeks ago, and it hit me really hard. It was a prophecy uh, talking about what the Lord wanted from this church, and I might share a little bit of it at the end, but what I wanted to share with you right now is this. When I first read it, I was offended. No, I wasn't offended. I was hurt, all right, because it said some really hard things, and then I sat down and I talked to Julie yesterday, and she said, you know what, Pastor? She said, God wants us to go to another level. And she said, the grace that we relied on yesterday isn't good enough for today. We can't rest. If, if we're still the same as we were yesterday, there's something wrong. We should be improving as his kids. And God wants to take us to new heights, to new levels, and we have to be available for that. We've got to stop going back. Well, you know, he forgave, me the, he forgave me for that last week. He'll forgive me again this week. Yeah, he probably will, but stop doing that. Grow up. And that's what I felt like the Lord wanted us to see here as we learn to submit to him. Be sober, go to him, and deal with the things that the Holy Spirit tells you you need to deal with. Then, and finally, the Lord will lift you up in honor. Don't you be the one lifting yourself up. All right? Too many of us, hey, hey, did you see what I did? <laughs> I gave 
$10,000 to the church last week. Do you see that, brother? <laughs> uh -uh. Yeah, there goes your blessing, right? No. Let God elevate you. You go to Him. You go to Him with a pure heart. You say, Lord, if there's anything in the way, help me to get it out. And then watch Him as He lifts you up. Can I get a good amen? amen. So that's submit, the first level. The next level is O for? I was going to say odor. But no, you're right. It's obedience. Thank you. Obedience. O is for obedience. Everybody say that. What does he ask for? And the O is for? Obedience. Obedience. I can't emphasize this enough. When we come to the Lord, he expects us. He expects us to come to him in obedience. I wanted to share a couple of scriptures that speak to this. 1 Samuel 15, 22. But Samuel replied, what is more pleasing to the Lord? You get that? How many want to please the Lord? What is more pleasing? Your burnt offerings and your sacrifices or your obedience to his voice. Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice, and I emphasize that. Obedience, everybody say that with me. Obedience is better than sacrifice, and submission is better than offering the fat of rams. You see, we can get hung up on our sacrifices. Oh, look what I did. But you can't get hung up on obedience. You either are or you aren't. You're either obedient or you're not. It's simple. So, where are you? By submitting to the Lord, listening to His instruction, you align yourself with Him. And this is where you prosper. You want good health? You want to be wealthy, healthy, and wise? Align yourself with Him. Be obedient to what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. If we don't, the opposite is going to take place. You're not going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. But if you do, if you're obedient to the voice of God, you will be blessed. I think that's pretty cool. You know what? This next week, this is who I want to be. I want to spend time with him making sure that there is nothing between him and me. Nothing. So that I can get all that he has for me. And I'm going to talk about some of those blessings at the very end. Some of the things that the Lord shared through uh, the prophecy. Now listen to what God said through the prophet Hosea. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than your burnt offerings. See, the people got hung up with what they were doing instead of looking at the doer. They got hung up with their stuff and took their eyes off of God. When in reality, he's saying, I want a relationship with you. I want you to know me. That's more important to him than anything else. So that leads to this question. Do you know God? Are you intimate with him?
in John 14, 21. Jesus said, those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. You want Jesus to reveal himself to you? What are you supposed to do? Obey him. Our obedience reveals how much we love God. This is a tough one. Poke your neighbor and say, your obedience shows how much you love God. Go ahead. If I were down there, brother, I'd, I'd be poking on you. When we come to the Lord, we need to do so with a broken and repentant heart. And Jesus said, if you love me, then you'll obey me. So listen to this. To obey is to comply with or submit to one's authority. goes back to what I said to John. When the, you have that rank, yes, sir. When the Lord's in the house, you better be doing that. Yes, sir. Whatever you want me to do, sir. That's what he expects. Now, it may not be quite that stringent, because like I already said, he wants a relationship with you, a friendly, loving relationship. But a part of that is, you have to first submit yourself to him, resist the devil, and he'll flee. The problem is, we invite the devil in. We give him a foothold. Once he gets his foot in that door, it's going to be hard to get it shut. So don't let him in at all. Obey. Obey the Lord. Obey his authority. It's through obedience to the Lord that the floodgates of God's love are open to us. If you want to experience God's love, submit to Jesus. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and do what he instructs you to do. Hear this. The more you listen to his voice, the closer you will be to him. The more you listen to his voice, the closer you will be to him. Can you imagine a church filled with people that are close to God? It would drive the sinner nuts if they came in here. Because the presence of the Lord would be everywhere. And I sense that to some degree, but as I already said, the Lord wants to take us to a new level in this church. He's calling us new heights. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church today? Are we? I believe this is what he's saying. I want to give you more, and I want to do more with you, but this requires more from you. You need to take the necessary steps that I give you to cleanse your hearts. What does that mean? What does that look like? Obedience. Psalm 51, 17. I have it in two versions. The NLT says the sacrifice you, God, desires is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. The Amplified says, my sacrifice, our sacrifice, the sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, meaning broken down with sorrow for sin and humbly and thoroughly penitent. Such, O God, you will not despise. He will not despise anyone that comes to him like this. If you tell me, you know what, I've done that, then do it again. And do it again. 
and do it again until you get it right. That's what the Spirit is saying today. Do it until you get it right. Yes, you can clap about that. Because that's the kind of God we serve. He, he actually said, how many times should we forgive? Seven times 77, which is 499 times a day. So if he tells us to do that, do you think he's not willing to do the same for you and me when we blow it 77 times in a day? I'm not suggesting you do. <laughs> you know, grow up. But until you get there, keep coming back to him. Again, if you run from him, nothing's going to change. But if you come to him, he's going to meet you right where you're at and you will be forgiven. Yes, you can say that. Now, First Peter uh, 1, 14 and 16 actually talks a little more about this. So, you must live as God's obedient children. Repeat that with me. You must live as God's obedient children. Now, he says this. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, meaning before Jesus, but now you do, right? Verse 15, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy because I am holy. Everybody say word. What's that mean? That that's truth. That's reality. That's the way it is. God is holy and we must be holy. Those who love him, if you love Jesus, then you obey him and you will follow the commands. That means you will live as pure a life as you can. Now, you're going to slip up once in a while. I, I love what Billy Graham used to say, because I, I always struggle with this. Sometimes there's something you can't avoid. You know, you're driving down the road, you look up, there's a billboard of something that men, you know, you shouldn't look at. You see it and you go, ah! When is it a sin? If you look back at it the second time. <laughs> yeah, amen, brother. Thank you. Thank you for that. If you drive around the block to look at it again, yeah, that's a bad thing, all right? That's sin. So the first time, you just put it in check. Whoa, don't need that. But if you look back at it again, you drive around the block to see it. Hello? You with me still? All right. So we know first, the S is for? Submit. The O is for? What do you think the A is for? Awesomeness. No, but close. Ask. A is for ask. Why? All right. I want to show you this. I love this. First Samuel chapter 3. And there's a lot leading up to this. But I'm not going to go into all that. I just want you to get what happened in these few verses here, uh, verses uh, 1 to 10. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages of the Lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon. This, this is already an indictment. Are you, here, are you seeing that? If we don't ever have any prophecies, if nobody ever has a dream or a vision of God, there's something wrong with that church. Amen. So that's what's going on. That's the background. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had, had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Oops, I should have had that up behind me. Sorry about that. Uh, verse 4. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel! Yes, Samuel replied, although 
He's a little guy, so I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. Now, if this had been me, it would have get back to bed. That's how I used to treat my boys when they woke me up when I was on nights. Sorry, Troy. Verse 6, then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, I don't know if God sounds like that. Again, Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, he said. Go back to bed. Notice the tension. Verse 7, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So this is his first time, just like some of you here, who have never heard the voice of God. But get this, the Lord wants you to hear from him. And for those of you who've been listening, stop thinking of yourself so highly already. All right? Because some of you are going, yeah, I hear from him all the time. Pride comes before a fall, man. So the Lord called a third time. Once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go, oh, go and lie down again, and if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came, and he called us before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Hey, this is going to stick in your head, all right? I should have had helium before I did that. Can you say that with me? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. <laughs> now that sounded scary, man. That that sounded like that's that sounded like the witch that's at the, the bread house and she, Come in, my little pretties. <laughs> Anyhow, hey, what are you getting me off track for? In my experience as a Christian, this is one area where few of us master. That is hearing from the Lord. We're great at spilling out all our problems to the Lord. How many say amen? You know, he's, he's got big shoulders. We're also pretty good at praying for everything in the world. Some of us have lists. You know, that we go through every day, every night, whenever. But few of us just go to the Lord and say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And I believe that the Holy Spirit really wants us to grasp this. This is the biggest reason that I'm doing this this week. Because I felt like, all right, you're going to tell them about this, and you've got to give them opportunity. And you can do this at home if you can't come here, all right? You don't have to come here. Put on some praise music. But I'm, I think the environment here is going to be anointed. And I, I think that you'll have less uh, distraction. I, I know if I'm at home, <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, those windows need to be washed. So the next thing I know, instead of listening for God's voice, I'm over there. I'll think better. I'll hear better after. <laughs> anyway. 
That's why we're opening this up. Speak, Lord. When you soak in the Lord, you need to ask, and then you need to listen. Ask, Lord, is there something you want to tell me? Then, hear this, let your ear be bigger than your mouth. All right? Let your ear be bigger than your mouth. Are you Almighty God? Then be quiet and listen. He is. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. He wants to share things with us that we did not know. And by the way, don't be so hasty when you park yourself. Now we're going to give an hour, but you can do this anywhere, anytime. And if you feel like you need to take more time, you'll be able to do that here too. I'm not going to kick you out. If you're still pressing in, then press in here this week. One more scripture that I believe kind of alludes to this. Jesus gives us permission to ask. Luke 11, 9 and following. So I tell you, keep on asking, you receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who seeks, finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. We serve an awesome God. A God who loves us. And if we go after him with all that we have, we will find the answers that we've been looking for. He is a wealth of knowledge. You want to start a new business? <laughs> Go to him. He'll give you the ideas. You need help with your marriage? Come to Jesus. You say, well, he's never married. Trust me, he's got the answers. He knows the beginning from the end. So the S is for? The O is for? The A is for? And the K is for? Keep. Keep on trucking. No. Keep. Keep your eyes on Jesus. This is the message, Hebrews 1, or Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. I love this part, but don't do it here. Strip down. Start running. And never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Get rid of the stuff that's holding you back. Repent of it. Lay it at the cross. In fact, when you come in here this week, go kneel over there at that cross and say, God, forgive me of my sins, especially the known ones. Confess them and say, now help me. Help me to be pure before you. And Lord, I'm just going to sit here today at your feet and just speak to me and just tell me that whatever you want to tell me, I'm listening. You know what's going to happen? He's going to talk to us. And we're going to hear his voice. Verse 2. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Say that with me. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. You see, he already did it. So he is an authority on what it means to live victoriously through this life. You get it? Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. So as I begin to close, where are you at? 
How are you doing with all this? Would you stand with me? This week, the challenge is to soak in Him. That simply means to submit to Him, to obey His commands, to ask Him, what is it, Lord, that you want to share with me? What is it you want me to do here? And then finally, keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the only one who can help us be victorious. Amen? Everybody's eyes closed. I just want to pray with you real quick, and then I'm going to share this. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Norm, I need to soak. I need to do all these steps. I want to start new with him today. Whether this is your first time or the hundred. If you want to pray to Jesus to forgive you of your many sins. If you want him to change you from the inside out. If that's you, every head bowed, eye closed. Lift your hand up real quick so I can see it. Yep. Thank you. You can put them down. Many hands up. Many hands. I want to pray with you. And then I want to share this, this prophecy, because I believe it pertains to every one of us and what we do with it this week and next week and the week after and the week after that. If you lifted your hand, and even if you didn't, would you join with us as a family? Pray this, Father, thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus to take my place. Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you obeyed your Father and you gave your life as a sacrifice for my sins. Today, I want to show my love for you by being obedient. First, I confess my known sins and any unknown. Forgive me, Lord. Make me clean. As the Bible says, my sins, having been washed through the blood, are as far as the east is from the west. I believe that. I stand on that. And now, I want to live for you. So Holy Spirit, fill me. When Jesus went to heaven, the Bible says, you came here to be my counselor, my advisor, my friend. And Holy Spirit, I give you permission to rock my boat, to help me with this to live in victory all the days I have left. I dedicate my life to the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. I pray. Amen. Give the Lord a hand today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
listen to this. This is encouragement. You can stay standing. God calls to us. My overwhelming love for you calls to you. Where are you? I long to teach you the deep things of me. Jeremiah 33, 3. But you will not bow down completely. You are being stiff-necked and rejecting my wisdom and counsel, instead going after your own thoughts, opinions, and feelings. Then it says, break out of the mold and soar with me. And I believe this is soar with wings like eagles. Receive mercy and compassion at my hand. These are here for you if you choose to accept me. Stop fighting me or I will continue, I, or you will continue to wander in the wilderness. But repentance will bring you into the promised land of my glory. Repent, submit, and receive my instruction daily. And this is what we're doing this week, folks. We're going to repent, we're going to submit, and we're going to receive his instruction daily. This will be a new path to you, my son. One you will not be certain of because it will be a, a faith walk for you. But know that I am leading you. I am going to strip you of your own opinions so that you will walk in humility before me and I will lift you up. As you go, and this is, I believe, directly for the leaders here, so will the church go. The final thing on here I wanted to share, and there's a lot more to this, but the new wine, the blood of the Lamb of the new covenant, it brings life, it brings healing, it brings power, it brings provision. For those willing to set aside the old wineskins. Meaning, meaning what? The old man is dead. All right? You and I need to, God is holy and we must live as holy people. That's what we're being called to do here. You can't put the new stuff into old wineskins because if you do, it's going to, when it ferments, what's going to happen? It's going to, boom, it's going to blow up. And God wouldn't do that to us. So, you have to put on the new wineskins of Christ, His righteousness. Put on Christ the ultimate sacrifice. Receive His righteousness, His anointing for ministries. How many could stand to use a few new anointings in your life? All right? Bringing healings, bringing new mantles, which if you remember when uh, Elijah went to heaven, Elijah was standing there waiting for that mantle to fall on him. I want that mantle. Recently, when, uh, when uh, uh, Brother Graham went to be with the Lord, there were a whole bunch of people that just met a couple weeks back to receive that mantle of evangelism that, that he would have left. Obviously, he didn't take it to heaven with him. And God wants to do so much more in his church. And my question is, are you willing? Are you ready? Are you ready to sit at the Master's feet? and say, Lord, whatever you have for me, pour it in, Lord. Pour it in. Let this be you. Let this be us. Not that, that other guy. And finally, position yourself to receive the good rain so that you will have all the blessings to rebuild. I am calling you for prayer and fasting for repentance. Listen to this part. Do it quickly. You have a short time to do it. What are you waiting for? Give my body the word. The word of God, which is power. Amen. Let that minister to you today. You choose what to do with it. You want to put on that new wineskin? We're going to be here all week. Monday through Friday. 
we'd love to have you come and join us. If you can't be here, if there's something that prevents you, do it at home. Like I said, turn the praise music on just for something soft. Just listen. Shut your phone off. Try to turn your kids off. It's not as easy, as it? Heavenly Father, we again thank you for this word, the prophecies, Lord, that you have spoken over us. God, that we would be faithful with it. We would be obedient. And Lord, as we press in this week, I pray you just have your way. Let there just be a mighty anointing that falls on us wherever we're at, whether here or at home. And Lord, I pray that you would begin to fill our new wineskins with new things, new healings, new mantles, new giftings, new anointings. We pray in Jesus' name. Now keep us safe in our coming and our going. Help us to be a light in this dark world. We love you. We commit the people, our families, of my hope church into your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and everybody said, God bless you. Have a great week in Jesus. Love you all.